0: Hey Is Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host, and every week I like to sit down with storytellers and talk about telling stories, where they come from, what mediums do they choose to tell them in, like movies, video games, comic books, TV. We do pop culture here. It is called Geekscape, so that's what the show is. And if this is your first Geekscape, that's the introduction. If this is not your first Geekscape, well, welcome back. Uh, maybe a friend told you about Geekscape, which would be super awesome. Um, you Geekscapers should totally be telling your friends about Geekscape. Uh, why not? We just came out of Comic-Con, and we had some really cool stuff happen, like our new Don't Hate Create t-shirts, which are pretty much almost sold out in the Geekscape store. If you want one, head over to the Geekscape.net website, click on store, in order one we also have the wyvern shirt which came out really good in the 3d shirt and we have these Very dark blue Geekscape logo shirts, too. So um, There's tons of shirts in the Geekscape store um, And what else has been going on? Uh, nothing much. I've just been incredibly busy uh, Geekscape uh, has been an awesome weekly release for me from the grind of teaching and filmmaking I'm usually holed up somewhere writing uh, which can be pretty uh, monotonous and uh, isolating. So you swim a lot. And I i was explaining Geekscape to someone and why we've done this for... Will this be 13 years in December? It will not. It will be 12. Um, <laughs> I've been podcasting for 13 years. And I was explaining to them that I did college radio and how much I enjoyed just the immediacy of having the audience when you make a movie it just takes a long time even if it's a short it takes a while and uh, you don't really know if it's working or not like there's no barometer of feedback when you're isolated and you're writing a script and usually when i'm writing a feature script um i'm usually just like Writing with this voice in my head, being like, "This is crap. This is crap. This is crap. This is crap," because you just don't know. And I'm racing to get to a table read as fast as I can, and I can't do that without a finished draft. So um, that's like the first time that other human beings actually tell me whether or not what I'm reading is any good or something that people would actually want to watch. <laughs> so a lot of time by myself uh, in doubt, trying to spur inspiration, and Geekscape has just been a great way to. Have something for you guys every week and regularly on the website. And now there's tons of podcasts as we are the Geekscape Network. And, um, and so in that way, it has so much value. Um, my dad and I were talking about it because we just don't make money on Geekscape and it's just not what it's about. Um, and my dad was like, Well, how much longer are you going to be doing that? And I think as long as I need that cohesive, Uh, uh, relationship with other people the the thing that gives me context I I think that we gotta keep doing it (laughs) that's why I do the show Uh, talk to other filmmakers talk to other storytellers talk to the audience that consumes that stuff and enjoys that stuff and celebrates that stuff and just make sure that we are on this hurtling rock through the cosmos together and it's kind of our way of looking at each other and being like hey man everything's cool right we're cool right like we're spinning around the sun and a vacuum of death, and everything's cool, right? We're all cool. And I think stories give us context. We came out of the caves, we looked up in the stars, and we were like, what are those? we made up these stories uh, that was the most basic form of giving ourselves context and security in, in that way i guess or, or or transmitting stories or giving ourselves some level of longevity past death is to tell stories about each other and what happens after um could all be for naught. we are on a hurtling rock through the cosmos circling a giant molten thing that is going to uh one day give us heat death and then cold death I think that's the sequence of events uh, <laughs> it grows and then it shrinks <laughs> and then everything gets sucked into it um, so that, that's where I'm at um, that's Geekscape in a giant nutshell uh, and this week is no different I've got um, the filmmakers they're from Montreal they are responsible for they from their RKSS films uh, it's three co-directors and I sat down with them at comic-con and uh they're super effing cool um we had a lot of fun it's a frankie and yawn and um we sat down and talked about their new movie summer of 84 you may know them from turbo kid which came out at sundance a few years ago and got a lot of acclaim i've not seen as you will learn in this interview turbo kid for reasons that i will tell you in the interview i will now be able to go see turbo kid but um i loved sitting down with them comic-con is chaotic i didn't get a photo with them that could be the image for this episode um you know but hey we connected we talked about summer of 84 which is a movie that i started appreciating over the course of watching summer of 84 it was a really interesting movie uh i welcome all of you to see it as it releases this week in the united states um, and this is our conversation. Before we go, I want to remind you that we are throwing a seed and spark for our own filmmaking. Uh, we're mo- making a movie called Stocking Levar. It's a short film, and on Seed and Spark, search for Stocking Levar, as in Levar Burton. And um, whatever you can do, donate, share, follow—it all helps. So definitely share it with your friends as you do this podcast and keep going. I, I find people all the time who find the podcast. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know you were out there. Again, hurtling through this rock in the cosmos. And um, and the connections we make are, just come out of nowhere. And, uh, and I'm still amazed by how many people find the podcast and reach out. And there are so many silent uh, listeners, too. So, you know, you can stay silent or you can go on Facebook and find us and reach out. My email is pretty easy. It's jonathanatgeekscape.net and uh yeah i just like you being on this ride um so here they are uh these uh, this is frankie Anuk, and yon from rkss and the sound isn't great because we're sitting on the floor at comic-con but the content is awesome as we talk storytelling uh go see their movie summer of 84 out this week and enjoy the episode hey geekscapers i got a special episode of geekscape for you guys if this is your first geekscape I'm Jonathan London. We're going to talk storytelling. We talk to movie people, comic book people, uh, TV, video games, pretty much anything pop culture. And I like to talk about how stories get made, the influences, the processes of putting them together. As a filmmaker myself, that stuff fascinates me. Uh, So that's Geekscape. Welcome. Uh, In this episode, we are recording at New York, uh, I say New York Comic Con because that's in my head too. But we're at San Diego Comic Con uh, and we're recording this. We have the Geekscape booth here all week. Uh, We've got brand new shirts. We've been meeting a lot of friends. We've had a lot of cool people signing with us. And I love Comic Con because I get to make new friends. And this is no different. I'm sitting down with RKSS. They're the filmmakers behind Turbo Kid. Uh, You probably heard about it because it made quite a splash at Sundance a few years ago. And they're back with a brand new movie called Summer of 84. Go online and look at the trailer on this one. It comes out later this week in theaters. Uh, That's August 10th. And then for those of you who can't make it to theaters, Uh, which you really should. Seeing a movie in a theater is like a religious experience. I love just the whole process of sitting down and and, uh, and seeing a movie in a theater. It's something something social and communal about it. But if you can't, it'll be on VOD on August 24th. Um, And so RKSS is like a directing collective, I want to say. I've got Frankie here. I've got um, Anouk and Yohan. And you guys are RKSS, and like, there's three of you. How does that work, Frankie?
1: I know. Everybody is asking us, how are you still friends after all those years of filmmaking?
0: I can understand how you guys are friends, but um, I had a, uh, a friend of mine, we were going to co-direct, and he said he didn't believe in co-directing, he didn't see how it worked, but there are co-directors. Yeah. Usually two of them. <laughs> you guys have... <laughs> three is very unusual. Like, what is the process of it? Like, when decisions have to get made, I guess three is better than two because at least there can be a majority in the decisions.
1: Yeah, but for us, we were pretty much always on the same page. Uh, we started making movies just as a group of friends, having fun. Mm-hmm. And we kept that spirit. So, And anyway, uh, filmmaking is a collaborative process. So, it, I don't know. It's part of... Making movies. Go like.
0: But, and look, like, well, how come some of you, like, you think that the three, like, obviously, like, I went to film school, and I had friends who gravitated towards, like, we had the writer-directors, like myself, and then you have the people who gravitated towards producing, and the people who gravitated more towards art direction, or cinematography, or strict directing, or strict writing. Um, you guys never really gravitated towards, like, on this movie, Summer of 84, y'all are the directors, and there are separate writers like you guys don't I don't think you guys have writing credits on this movie yeah I mean you're the directors how come nobody gravitated towards some of those other like obviously you guys are writers because it's creative but like how come you guys haven't like gravitated towards doing other hands like who wears different hats in this
2: yeah uh, it's it's strange because when we were doing our short films uh, we used to do everything on it Mm -hmm. like the the cinematography the special effects and everything Acting, even.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, I got to see some of those movies. You guys are acting yeah. in them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to see those. <laughs>
2: uh, but when we uh, started, as we got more, like, if I could say, like, professional, we just got surrounded with so so uh, talented people mm-hmm. that just could bring their expertise to the mix. And then we built a team. And then it was weird at first because we just, like, for the first time, we couldn't, like, touch everything. And we're, like, drawn to, like, you know take them the, the off and just, like, uh, clean up the thing uh, in between two takes. But then people say, no, oh, no, no, you're not
0: It's not your job. Like, you can't yeah, carry a C-stand. C
1: yeah, we get exactly. yelled
0: at. Yeah, you get yeah. yelled at. <laughs> well, there are unions for this thing. And yeah. is yeah. who aren't familiar, like, the, the union process on film sets is pretty strict. And directors aren't allowed to touch a lot of that equipment because the it's cinematography crazy. union or the Teamsters who, here in the States at least, control, like, the you know, the, they do all the, the, the crew. They don't want that stuff being handled by anybody else because of liability reasons, etc. But, yeah. The thing is, we never went to film school. Maybe yeah. that's
1: why. Uh, everything uh, we learn is by watching movies and making tons of shorts.
0: Oh, it wouldn't have mattered. That's basically what you would have done in film school anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you went to film school, it just wasn't structured, right? Like, it was like, you guys just made movies.
1: Yeah, that's it. We just, uh, like, catch a, a camera, grab a camera and make movies. And just, like, just with a bunch of friends and then we realized that a a short film festival wanted our short and we saw that people liked it and suddenly we were motivated enough to continue and
0: have a career. Well, how did you guys meet?
2: Uh, We met, in well, uh, Jan is my brother, Uh my older brother. So, uh, but uh, François and I met in animation school, traditional animation school. Right.
0: Cell animation. Yeah, but with digital or with some on paper. Yeah, cell animation like Miyazaki. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like- yeah. yeah.
0: And so, who were your influences going into like animation school? Who were like your storytelling influences? And we'll and we'll, uh, I think I think uh, Yon ran to the bathroom when he comes back to ask him. What uh, what um, were some of your influences in like filmmaking that led you at least to animation?
2: It was Miyazaki Miyazaki was, was like the number one, one. Yeah, the I nailed
0: it yeah. I nailed yeah. it I can always tell another fan You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, like, like seeing that Castle in the Sky For the first time I think I've said this story On Geekscape Seeing Castle in the Sky For the first time Is like a transformative experience Like you're Probably. like Wait This exists? Like how did Somebody This came out of Somebody's imagination? I mean It's a step beyond Walt Disney
2: yeah because it's, it's all the character like the characters are real they could be mm-hmm. like actors a little and bit
0: closer I just want oh, your mic they're perfect
2: uh, yeah so the characters could be like actors because he adds like so much little details to the action of the character that you don't see in other animation but makes the people the, the person real mm-hmm. like tiny like
0: it's the uh, details habits. it's the tiny little idiosyncrasies yeah. that life has but a lot of people gloss over it. it and I think attention to detail is something that I think uh, I, at least I, I I didn't see Turbo Kid but Scott Roger who hosts our, our horror podcast Horror Movie Night is a huge huge Turbo Kid fan but like in Summer of 84 what I liked about it was like there were details in it that I remembered from being a kid back then and it just felt familiar you know the, the cul-de-sac felt familiar everything about the, the viewpoint from these characters felt familiar, and Geekscape is the movie is about a kid uh, and his group of friends, but he suspects that his neighbor, who's a police officer, may be behind some of the missing children in the, in the, in the, the local town. So he starts to investigate his neighbor, who's a police officer, as if he's a serial killer. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys in the movie, but um, it has a bit of rear window to it. Uh, I, I think it was described as well as a, a bit of fright night but um but it, it kind of has the methodical tension building um aspect to it um okay you're uh you've anuk uh, anuk you you've draw, you've joined us from uh, the bathroom yes. how was it hey, i i, I <laughs> want to say something yeah say something. Um, <laughs> they're clean and
3: I'm impressed by the amount of people that are here. They're absol- absolutely spotless. So this is your first time congrats- at San Diego
0: Comic Con. Yes.
3: Uh, congratulations, San Diego. I've been to many events in my life. I've never seen this. This is beyond amazing. I was not afraid to sit down and do my business <laughs> like, i i am amazed like i5 to the organization i've never seen this it's
0: you would crazy. think that like and guys that's my french canadian standards like that's not just normal canadian that's <laughs> french canadian that's like the porcelain section like that's super nice uh, <laughs> like like there's canada which is kind of like you know it's a little bit like america but then there's french canada which is which is like exotic
3: yeah we we, we do have We're different. We do do have our own culture. Do you guys feel
0: superior to regular Canadians? No. Don't lie to me. No. That's that's because you're polite.
3: Yeah, maybe. We're Canadian. We're Canadian. But um, I I think uh, we feel different. We we do have a different culture and we do have our own star system, which is weird. Like We create a lot of stuff just for our small province, like films for us, TV for us. Stuff like oh, that. So. Actually, well, yeah. Laurence Leboeuf, which
1: played Apple and Turbo Kid, is a huge star in, in Quebec. Really? Yeah. And But in Quebec, we usually do only drama or art house
0: movies. I never thought that French Canada had its own yeah. industry separate from mainstream Canada. I thought just all Canada's, Canadians were like, well, we got to learn French sooner or later. And just it's, like Southern Americans should probably learn Spanish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's so unusual to have a crazy movie like Turbo Kid uh, right like people assume that it's it's an American movie but no we're uh, we're French why do people
0: I assume that any movie that's made independently now had some hand in the Canadian tax credit (laughs) because America is so bad at giving money to the arts we don't have it we we shot a movie in Brazil uh, a year ago and we got the Brazilian art fund for it. And that, uh, Geekscape is that's Guy's movie. I don't know if has Gee been on the podcast? I don't know, but we but you guys remember I went down to Brazil to co-write and produce a movie, but we got the we got the Brazilian art credit for it. Like we got this huge fund and Canada still has it, which is why yeah. you'll have American companies with a office in Canada mm-hmm. that are like oh we'll have a Canadian producer on the project to have access to your fund. like we want to pillage your country <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime I see an independent movie at Sundance I was like yep yeah, shot in Toronto or Vancouver or like somewhere in Canada Canadian money because there's just none of that here in the US and,
3: and I, I would say it's good for us as well like in, in Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver when, when American budget comes in like for each uh, for each uh, each dollar the government invest, I, I was seeing the number recently. For each dollar the government, the Canadian government invest in art, they receive seven dollars in 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 return. Really? So it's it, it is a, it is a good bu- business for the country to keep
0: investing investing, in investing in art. So, like Deadpool for instance is yeah. shot in Vancouver. Yes, um, at the same
3: time as Summer of '84. Right.
0: Too. And you guys yeah. shot Summer yeah. of '84 in Vancouver as well. Yep. Yes. You guys didn't want to stay loyal to your French Canadian province or is it just freezing there all the time? (laughs) Because as a Texan it sounds like it would just be cold all the time and people walking around.
3: The reason we went to Vancouver is because the production company. That, uh, that was doing the kittens and Park was from Vancouver. Okay. So, um, But now we, we love to shoot in Montreal as well.
0: So we were talking about you guys making shorts. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Frank. I was just
3: saying that uh, on Turbo Kid, the weather was so shitty.
0: It was miserable. You guys shot Turbo Kid in, 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 in Montreal. In Montreal. Yeah. yeah. I imagine the weather just is like, you might as well be shooting on the fucking North Pole. <laughs> My God, we waited two weeks
1: uh, to sh- shoot in April uh-huh. uh, just to be sure that the weather would, wouldn't be so bad. But the first day uh, of, of shoot, there was a huge snowstorm and uh, it was hard physically. Really? So, and we said to ourselves, like, next movie will be in, during summer. So maybe su- in our subconscious, <laughs> when and it's mean, summer, everybody go, ah.
0: Wait, Turbo Kid was, like, your, was that your first feature film after yeah. making the shorts. And how many shorts did you guys make uh, that people, like, really enjoyed? The Lord, more I the than, festival. than 25. You guys were making, like, 25 shorts. You just, guys just kept making shorts. Yeah, what I mean, was it about making so many shorts? After a while, you'd think that you'd try and make a... a was there a confidence build or, like, what was going on there?
2: We tried for the longest time, longest time to make a picture, but we are trying to make it in French.
0: Oh, you're trying and, to make it in French?
2: Yeah, and in <laughs> Quebec, uh, we didn't, like, there's not really a, a place for, that, well, at that time, for genre film in French. Like we said, like, they usually do drama. So, uh, yeah, so we had we switched in English, and then we got, like, our break with Toronto.
0: Yeah, so I, th- I think, we think you only, think, yeah. We think, because
3: it's changing right now, and we think we out it to change because of the, it's true. Like, like
0: so, so, French-speaking audiences don't. In what do, do you do if you the, the genre movies?
3: It's, it's um, the institution that gives money in Quebec, in our province. They don't want
0: genre movies. They,
3: they used to don't want genre movies, but Turbo Kid at premiere Sundance and then at the successive ad, so they kind of went, oh, okay. This maybe could work. We should go into genre film. So this year. There's a film, Les FMI, which is on Netflix in English as Ravenous. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, Quebec,
0: we've been talking about it.
3: It's a Quebec film, and it won all the awards. So it, that, Ravenous, as well, is opening more doors for general directors in a, Quebec. And that's
0: Quebec. not like the, the movie that came out like 15 years ago, no, The Ravenous, no. which is like a cannibalism movie. <laughs> I put out a, a, a call to see what the best Netflix zombie movies were, and somebody said Ravenous. Hmm. So that, that's on my cue at least, um, so w- like, what? How did you finally make the leap to Turbo Kid from Shorts?
3: Um,
1: In,
0: I mean, who, who wrote the script? Uh, we we did. You guys write it all together. We were talking for, uh, earlier, like about how like the hive mind works of so the three of you guys. Yes. Because is it? It's three. I mean, if two people get an argument because they're co-directing, nobody settles it. But now have you can outvote each other? Oh
2: uh, yeah, but we usually try to not go into vault
0: into about right.
2: Yeah, so it's like uh, we usually like uh, when we write, uh-huh. that's when we argue. But nobody sees it, so it's behind closed doors. It gets ugly, but
0: it's nobody
2: sees it, and we don't slow down any process.
0: Does it get ugly sometimes? Do you guys sometimes we're like you're right or wrong? Some,
3: sometimes during uh, Turbo Kid, we got an actual fight. Oh so yeah, there was a,
0: there was a fourth member RKSs. Where's the fourth <laughs> member? Oh yeah. yeah, where are they buried? No <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs>
3: No, he, um, he, he stopped wanting to make films while we were doing shorts. Like, he went. <laughs> I was, and no, I, I was making a joke.
0: Guys, I was making a joke. But there, was a there was really a fourth point. dude?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I feel I, bad now. No, it's a long time ago. Though. Is he <laughs> cool? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, bro. I was really making a joke. A I didn't football.
1: know. <laughs> okay. our fourth uh, member is uh, our DP, Jean-Philippe Bernier, which did the music as well, a awesome band called The Metals yeah. And, yeah. and if you love the, the soundtrack of Turbo Kid you probably love the soundtrack of Summer of
0: 84 I do like the soundtrack of Summer of 84 and I was telling you guys I hadn't seen Turbo Kid yet but Scott Roger of our podcasting network loves it <laughs> um, and it, the thing with Turbo Kid and I'll just be honest with you is that I was writing here in The Prophecy yeah. when Turbo Kid and Kung Fury and all that stuff started being big and everybody was like oh you gotta see this you gotta see that and I refused to see I, I saw the short of Kung Fury but I didn't see what he ended up making the 30 minute or 35 minute thing and I just it was like hey I can't really see Turbo Kid right now because I'm playing in that kind of 80s nostalgia space and you with don't this want strip. to get it
3: in your head while you're writing I, I totally get I that I
0: don't want to get it in no. my head you know even though I'm making like a fantasy movie that's supposed to be closer to like Krull and, and Dark Crystal and stuff like that I just was like you, you start hearing other people's voices and you forget, you're like wait is this is this mine? Or, like, what is, <laughs> what is this? But obviously, Turbo Kid's a movie that had so many influences to it. Like, what yeah. were some of yours going into it?
3: Um, definitely, uh, after Mad Max was a huge success, there was a ton of Italian rip-off of Mad Max. And um, growing up, we because we were French-speaking, a lot of European movies are translated in French. Some of them wouldn't get to the U.S., but we grew up on those films and The Last Barbarian and all those films we got to see. The you, New Barbarian, yeah. And all those films, we got to see very, very young. On those are test.
0: all post-apocalyptic Italian movies? Yes. Holy shit, those sound amazing.
3: Oh, they're fantastic. They're The soundtracks are fantastic. The stories are silly. Sometimes the acting is not that great, but they, they're done with so much heart and so much love that you cannot help yourself to get into it and love them.
0: I think the American equivalent is the fantasy movies that Golden Globus made in, like, South America. Yes. Where they would get, like... They would get a budget, and they would shoot, like, five of them and cut together the set pieces. Like, they'd bother... Like, if there was a monster in one, It would the monster would be used in, like, five movies. Or they'd use shots in all the different movies that all have the same shots. But the dialogue would be a bit different. But <laughs> they were was, really cheap.
3: There was a lot of uh, ninjas' movies done like this as well. Godfrey oh, L. yeah. Godfrey was the god of this. He would buy a couple of old Philippine movie, old Vietnam movies and just overshoot a couple of like three hours, four hours of Ninja and then make seven films or eight films mm-hmm. and just splice them together and with dubbing, connecting the stories together through phones, calls and everything. That's how we
0: got Shogun Assassin. Yes. Like Shogun, you guys have seen Shogun Assassin, yeah. of course. Like, like Shogun Assassin is... I kind of don't want to see all the baby cart movies. I'll just watch *Shogun Assassin*. <laughs> I'll watch the best of. I'll watch the one where they cut them all together, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's the coolest shit from all of them. Yes. So this, so this was an actual legit, like, movement in movies in the '80s, yeah. and you guys ended up growing up on all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I never even heard of these movies. It sounds amazing. <laughs> You guys are gonna have to send me a couple. <laughs> oh, We're sure. doing this. We're doing this. Uh,
3: but now they're being released. Like you can find them, like on Blu-ray and DVDs. Like most of them. Like thank God for those small distributors mm-hmm. that buy those old film and give them proper release. Like God bless them. Like I want to hug and kiss each and a, one of them. Yeah. Sometimes you can even
1: find them on YouTube. Somebody had just put the whole movie there, and you, like it was so hard to find when we were young but now it's uh, isn't that
0: insane and you end up finding these communities of people who are as passionate about the movies as you were and you thought you were alone you thought you were the only one who stayed up until 2am watching these movies and then you're like wait I'm part of a community and I'm guessing the community was a big part of Turbo Kid's success
3: yes I I think the love we're receiving for fans from Turbo Kid is almost overwhelming like we owe so much to everybody out there like from the people that get tattoos from Turbo Kid and art and, and cosplay. and I mean, we feel very, very blessed. like We get to do what we want to do because of them, and that that's,
0: means the world to us. That's why the sequel needs to be good. That means the sequel needs to be good, for sure. Um, there will be a sequel.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> will the sequel... I mean, we're going to start talking about Summer of 84, but will the sequel be your next movie?
2: Uh, it could be. We have uh, we have a few projects like lining up. But yeah,
0: summer of eighty <laughs> five. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> you just have two stories. That's a, we, we spent them all on those twenty five shorts. Now we only have two stories <laughs> We're left. We're done. done. We're tapped out. <laughs> uh,
2: we have a comic book adaptation which we uh, we wrote the script for it in uh, a while ago. They have a booth here, like it's uh, the humanoids? Humanoids. Uh, the
0: humanoids. Yeah. And it's a comic book yeah and you guys are adapting it in film yeah,
3: they, yeah. Uh, in French they're, they're called Humanoid Associé, but uh, in America they called Humanoids it's basically for the comic book side not like right, the studio right. and everything it's the equivalent of Marvel for Europe sure yeah so
2: we got this that also might pan out as our next uh, movie which is like every movie that gets made is a miracle so yeah. it's the first one that will get the green light
0: so it's a little bit of a race between two or three different projects yeah. to see yeah. who wins. Yeah, I definitely understand that situation. Um, Summer of '84. How did that one come out of? Like, what? Like, did you guys think of the, What did you guys think of this story? Was it in conjunction with TurboKid after TurboKid or was it so, like similar situation where TurboKid just happened to be the one that got made first? Yeah, you guys had Summer of '84 probably first or at the same time. Yeah,
3: it's, it's it's the same thing. Like, it was a race with multiple project, and it's the one that got the green light first, so we, we went for it. Um, but we were interested by the story because of where it went with the story. Like it subverted some of the classic of the genre of the 80s, you know, the, the Monster Squad, the, the Goonies, sent By Me. They, we, they, they took those codes and flipped them toward the end and that's what we thought was super interesting for the project. Yeah, I re- remember it was
1: in 2015 uh, at the L.A. premiere of Turbo Kid. We met with the writer, Matt Leslie, and he pitched the story and we're like, yeah, we love all those movies. And, yeah, everything he,
0: you just said sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, and then he he talked about the ending and we're like, oh my God, really? And then, yeah, we're, we're, we're in, send, send us the script. Yeah,
0: I, I don't want to spoil the ending at all for you Geekscapists, but I'll tell you basically the, the situation with watching this movie is um, you all know that I was in New York for a while and then I came back and I immediately had to go into prep for Comic Con and the whole time I had this link to watch Summer of 84 and uh, I thought I was going to watch it in LA with Matt Kelly who came to stay with me and he's helping with the booth here and um, we didn't get a chance to watch it and then finally like yesterday after I guess to me that's the, my third day today's Saturday yeah. It's my th- <laughs> yeah I don't even know time anymore but it's my third day at San Diego and I sit down and finally I go to the hotel early. I sit down and watch it. I start watching it. And I had the same reaction that I had when I was watching Sixth Sense and uh, Usual Suspects, mm. uh, where I was like, okay, this is a genre movie. It's really well steeped in the genre, in like the same way that Usual Suspects is a great crime movie. You know, Sixth Sense is a really cool supernatural movie. And this movie does a really great job of doing kind of like the rear window maybe your neighbor has got something going on, maybe he doesn't, but the the Suspicion movie, and yeah. and I, I, I put the influences, clearly it's, it's told with the language of the 80s films, but I, always, I think it's a, an older genre than that, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm watching this kind of Hitchcockian movie go along, and I'm like, okay, they're doing everything well, what are they going to do that's new, which is like, was always my criticism as I was watching Sixth Sense and and Usual Suspects. (laughs) And and, and then I got to the ending. And I even texted Matt, and I was like, hey, man, this movie's okay. You know, I'm really tired, so I'm trying to look for something new in this movie. And then it hit the last 20 minutes. I literally, I emailed your publicist, and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? (laughs) And she just wrote back, ha, ha, ha. Like, like they were waiting for me. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? Which is is so great, because... Geekscape is usually you take that 20 minutes of your hour and a half movie and you take that kind of energy and you put it, you try and put it throughout your movie. Yeah. At least in your second and third act. And you guys played this long game where you really kind of slow burn. And then not slow burn, like there's not suspenseful moments, is that? But you slow burn until the end and then it's like, haha, it's almost like some weird origin movie that we actually just watched, not to spoil anything Geekscapes, you gotta see it but it was a risky
3: move to do it of course it is we we were like, will people keep like, be connected to the ride until they get to the moment like, that's the payoff so, oh, like fortunately, we've shown it in multiple festivals now, and everywhere we showed it, the audience loved it so, I, I Thank God, yeah. We we did
1: something okay. We are always nervous when we show this movie because it's so different than everything w- that we have done before. Yeah. like we we have a background of uh, gore, like gorgeous yeah. uh Like we're we're huge fans of early Peter Jackson movie, and I think it's into a, uh, our our short and on, on Turbo Kid, and now with thom- something completely different, but it still has our signature still has our heart Uh, and I think our fans that love Turbo Kid will still love this movie even if it's more grounded in reality
0: well I think you have to respect the level of craft yeah it's like what I would tell you Geeks who are like oh I'm a big genre fan and I love Turbo Kid and I want the same level of loud comic book excitement you're not gonna get that you're gonna get something a little more Hitchcockian than that a little bit more like Brian De Palma style and you just got to be ready for that tone shift because I. You're, you're going to
3: make us blush with those examples. Like, yeah, well, well, well,
0: well, well, you know what I wanted to compare it to? I had Dean Devlin on the show like two months ago, okay. and he made that movie Bad Samaritan recently. Yeah. Have you seen the ads for Bad Samaritan? It has da- David Tennant as the guy who's like kidnapping women. It, and look,
3: it looks, and, it's on my radar, it looks absolutely, I, I watched the trailer, I'm a huge Dead Tenen fan, Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch and, it.
1: And,
0: and, and, and Dean kind of made a movie about a guy who discovers that this person's condemning women, but nobody be <laughs> will believe him, and, um, and, and so I, I I was feeling like it was similar, and I was like, okay, cool, Um, I think the language is similar, but I think you guys, it felt like you guys were fully immersed in all of this what was the process in designing this movie like clearly the script came from somebody else you guys as directors had to start putting together the visual tone and pacing is I think I think pacing on this movie was more more careful than on Turbo Kid if you yeah. get me wrong because Turbo Kid you guys can just cut a lot and go on excitement and go crazy balls to the walls here you really had to discipline yourselves yeah. what was the what was the planning on that? um well <laughs> When they don't <laughs> want to talk, you're like, you're like stuck in the middle. You uh, for those you of you guys who aren't, a yeah. movie before doing it. you what?
3: You always watch a ton of movies before yeah. doing it.
0: What were you watching here?
3: Um, of course, we watch obvious influence because of the era. We watch "Stand By Me," "The Burbs. "The Burbs was a huge influence on us. I think it's a very smart movie, a very underrated film by Tom Hanks. I
0: don't think they understood it when it came out, but. No but yeah. it's a great film is that joe dante yep. Is joe dante yeah he's phenomenal yeah
3: he's a god yeah like, he gave us so many amazing comics.
0: i've been trying to get him on the show i'm like please yeah. i just want to talk to joe dante i just want to pitch him gremlin 3 with stone cold steve austin that's it that's oh, all that i know yeah i'm putting it down here that's what i want for my Gremlins 3.
3: but you see like you you watch all other people made it and then you made it your own you don't want to copy but other people has, had had good idea, and you you want the crap of others. To right. Develop your own crap. You don't want to copy other people, but you want to make things your own, and that's that's what we did in, in the process of making it. Yeah, wanted to stay true
1: to our childhood, and when we grew up in the '80s, and it was not really like like we people have the idea of the 80s and full of flashy colors and neon yes. and early 80s well it wasn't like that it was still the end of 70s there was a lot of brown and a lot, a lot of. Stripes. yeah I think we
0: we're I think we we're still communally depressed from I mean as far as America was concerned from the Vietnam War from the Iran you know Iranian hostages yeah. from Nixon From everything, I think that we were still like. I think cocaine's the only thing that took us out of this like shared depression.
3: But that brought something else. That brought the war on drugs. Right. And like it was on the news. Like be afraid. Now it's your. It's your in your neighborhood.
0: Oh, I don't think Reagan fixed anything. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And it, it started to get scary, like what does your neighbor is doing? Is he a, a truck pusher? Is he like a bad guy? And that paranoia started in the eighties to like creep in the suburbs. Like suddenly you are afraid of your neighbors. You you what does really happen behind closed door? Like it's it's a little bit people started locking their door suddenly.
0: Right. And well, maybe not in Canada. You guys still don't lock your doors, do you?
3: Oh, uh, it depends where you live. You like, said, are so I nice. Think it's a bit of a myth that no one <laughs> in Canada like <laughs> lock their door. Like, if, if you live, I know we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just for, to let you guys know, do not try and rob these kids. <laughs> <laughs> they lock their doors, and some may actually have guns.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Wait, we, really? Our, our gun laws are somewhat similar. There's not as much guns in Canada. But right. Our gun laws are, are somewhat similar to. Most of your
0: stays. I meant laser guns.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah laser. You, these guys, these, these guys have laser guns. Yeah, we, we had
2: lots
0: of fun with laser guns. <laughs> so, um, so you're watching a ton of movies, but then, like, visually designing some of the design. I mean, there's a lot the the designs have to work because you're building tension. You're building okay. these scenes where there are either audio cue or visual reveals. Like you guys are doing something that gives jump scares, which is a new trick. It's yeah. a new thing you have to learn. <laughs> I don't know how many of those you had in Turbo Kid. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: we didn't have any. Yeah, okay, you didn't have any. Yeah, no, we don't so
0: have this any. Is, so, like, like designing these, how carefully did you guys go through the visual language of this one?
2: Yeah, uh, also, if I can add, also, that it's a summer movie, but we, we made it, like, very dark most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it was really a matter of just taking our time and really... Uh, even the, the sound design is really important, for sure. But also the music, and this is with matos that we, we work with them as well. But uh, yeah, it was it was a a really different pacing than Turbo Kid, for sure. Like it was meticulous. It
3: was meticulous, all, all meticulous, yeah.
2: And it's just I think
3: we've seen so much film that you end up knowing somehow how to do some of the
0: instinctually. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. It comes from instinct, I think. And,
1: Thank God, because we only had 22 days. It was really intense. What? Yeah.
0: You had to. You, you knew you were under a squeeze to shoot this movie, yet the sequences you had to shoot in like required intense patience. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That's not fun. <laughs> like, it was like, that's hard. horrible.
1: It was a real challenge, and it's not like Turbo Kid. If we can cut around uh, cut corners, like you can get away because it's so silly. Yeah, it's 80s. It, this one, it, it, it's, no. yeah. Uh,
0: this needs to look pristine. Yeah. And, and you guys could get away with looking a little rough on Turbo Kid because it's like, oh, it's part of the fun. and like.
1: But both movies were really ambitious. And thank God we had great actors because sometimes we only had time for two takes. And yeah. those kids were, were awesome. and uh, Yeah, I guess uh, it's a matter of bringing everybody,
3: uh, try to keep them passionate about the project and sometimes miracle happens and every downtime we had was rehearsal time with those kids like every moment we had we would just sit down and rehearse and practice so that when we get on set everybody's ready everybody knows exactly what we're doing it was it's it's like a math problem you just have to figure like the recipe to it
0: you all have to play some level of AD too I'm starting to think of like the I'm starting to think of the. I'm starting to realize the advantage of having three directors, because the rehearsal process, when you only have 22 days to shoot it, you have to be doing that during the like a director while he's maybe he's being just taken away by the DP or he's being taken away by a production designer. Now you've got three people. Somebody can handle one thing while somebody's handling something else. Exactly. Oh my God! All movies should be directed by three people. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are we doing it like this? This is insane.
2: And it's more fun that way as well. But yeah, we storyboard everything. That's also how we establish like all the tension. And everything is like we have our storyboards at the solution prep, so that we on set. That's where we split. It's the only time we split during like the whole the whole making of the movie. And it's uh, uh, Yuan will be with the actors so that they can feel safe and really like they they can rely on one person. Okay. Uh, Yuan, uh, also will be with the the storyboard and with our DP. I'm and behind I'm, the camera. Yeah and i'll be with the of departments but even when we're, we split we still like communicate with each other between each stage.
0: psychically like almost. using know, <laughs> almost.
2: Uh, kind of sometimes it's just like a look and we know yeah. we, we adjust things and uh, but so we don't lose time we really never lose time because we're three which we is like we game everything. so you guys
0: like a voltron yeah 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 Think, I think of them robots. as Voltron. Oh, guys, we all love dry robots. I had somebody I had somebody yesterday, what did they say? They were at Comic-Con, and they were like, yeah, I'm just really into comic books. I'm like, yeah, no shit, you're at comic <laughs> So somebody was like, yeah, I just want to go out on a limb and be like, yeah. I, re- I forget what they said. It was it was hilarious and how obvious it was. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, I'm just going to say it. I love comics, and I was like, well, don't take that, don't let anybody around here listen to hear you say that, good man. You'll be chased yeah. out of town. <laughs> They'll string you up by the lamppost. <laughs> but I
1: remember We used to say like people asked us, how does it work? And well, we have each uh, a different rings. Like yeah. How we, when we connect like, them together. When you bring
0: the rings together, <laughs> it creates like the Green Lantern boards. Yeah,
1: and that's how we make movies.
0: Guys, that's awesome. Um... You know what? Um, My my script is done and out. So here, the prophecy script is done and out. uh, I'll probably have to rewrite a little bit of it, but it's that script is kind of what it is. I think it's time I see Turbo Kid, uh, and uh, and we get in on this. And then I'm really looking forward to the giant robot and the Turbo Kid sequel. (laughs) Like I think that. I mean. You know, I'll go ahead and spoil it. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a giant effing robot in the Turbo Kid's sequel. We, uh, do we do love them. <laughs> I don't see how we can avoid it at this uh, at this point. I think <laughs> that's a decent, just a
2: decent budget, we might have a giant
0: robot. Or not a decent budget. <laughs> <I'm laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be like, hey, put on this cardboard suit. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, we know it's a nuke just sitting there stomping <laughs> on cardboard cities. Um, yeah, uh, guys, this is fun. I'm. I'm uh, I was, as I said, I was sitting through Summer of '84, being like, "All right, well, you know what? They can't all be an- Holy shit! What the fuck? <laughs> and that really made me a huge fan because that took major, major guts to do. And, and it, you know what it reminds me of? And this is to a smaller degree, but on a on a much larger movie is. Like re watching Raiders, and I love showing my students Raiders of the Lost Ark because that opening sequence is like five minutes long of like the screen direction, and you don't show Harrison Ford's face, and I can just imagine the like. The, the guts that Spielberg had to have to have the producers be like why are we paying Harrison Ford all this money if you're not going to show his face but that entire sequence only works when you're not showing yeah. Harrison Ford's face and you're building this mystique about the character and you're like also in the screen direction like showing these long shots of walking into the jungle and lulling the audience to sleep so you can have that badass whip crack and then fucking he steps in the light he's like a pimp when he steps in the light he's like get badass he just fucking whipped that gun out of the dude's hand like, oh my God, it's dude's all about the payoff and you're like holy shit he's larger than life now the most like the biggest money shot and you guys did it for an entire movie you're insane <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you well, guys, thank you. I like it. I love that you guys were like three act structure, three act structure, like whatever. We'll come
3: to it. It's it's like coming like some comedy coming to a gag. we'll, yeah. we'll come to
0: it. You guys committed to this one, and it's awesome. It made me an instant fan because I was like, I knew that you guys knew the language. Watching the movie, it's sure like I was like, okay, they get it. Like they know how to tell a good story. Okay, and then you guys fucking did this shit. I was like, okay, yeah, there's something else going on here. Now I gotta watch Turbo Kid (laughs) and get the tattoo. Uh, Uh,
3: (laughs) I hope you like it. I hope it's very different. Turbo Kid is very, very good.
0: Good, 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 good. I've had enough filmmakers on my show, no offense, Geekscape is, but like I've had filmmakers on my show who are making the same movie over and over again. And I'm not down with that at all. Would
1: have done Turbo Kid 2 right away, and then you do third one and then I, fourth, five, yeah, six and then, and then you only do that
0: like no offense Geekscapist but I'm not into that like it's no. not fun for me it's not exciting and but it's even, not storytelling to me
1: even uh, uh, the people who has the money they, they don't want to give you money for something different
0: no no, they want to see you do the same trick again and again and again and again until it's not profitable anymore
3: until you go crazy until
0: you go crazy they yeah, want you, you to you just dance dance yeah. monkey okay great I'll dance again monkey yeah. Okay, now now light yourself on fire and dance again. <laughs> like, like, where do you go with that? I love that you guys mix it up, man. And, and we girl. want to
3: keep mixing it up. Like, we want to keep like experimenting and like do different genres. Like, we want to do kung fu films. We don't want to do sci fi. We we want to do different films. Like, we don't want to be pigeonholed in just one style. We'll thin genre. Like, I don't think we'll do a heart house like or a rom com.
0: You could.
3: It could mean, a rom com with a twist. I mean, your heart
0: unfreezes, maybe. Yeah. Then. No, it's cold. I mean, then. <laughs> it's it's cold. <laughs> as long as we're passionate. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. If it sparks you. Yeah. Cool. I don't uh, count it out. I'm just no, saying, it's don't true, count it's true, out. that's
3: true. Maybe. Don't it count it out. It would need to have an interesting take on it. Like it would need to be like, like blow people's mind. Like they... They go in thinking a rom-com, and they go out thinking, I didn't expect that giant robot.
0: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that might end up being a documentary of you discovering a giant robot. And you're like, you know what? I thought it was about this filmmaker who just discovered a giant robot. But then they fell in love, it <laughs> and was then beautiful. they then they saved democracy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Um, again, Ge- Geekscape is the movie is Summer of '84. It comes out August 10th in theaters. In August 24th, everybody can watch it on VOD, uh, digital HD. If you guys have your PS4s and your Xboxes and everything, Summer of '84. But I'm telling you, get ready for this movie. You're going to be watching, and you're like, yeah, cool. I'm into it. And then, yeah. Do, do this movie in one sitting. I want to tell you guys doing that. Don't turn this movie off and be like, I'm going to get back to it later. Don't pull that crap. I'm telling you right now, you watch this movie in one sitting or you're going to lose the whole effect of it. One sitting.
3: And don't watch it on your cell phone. Don't watch any film on your cell phone. Stop doing mm-hmm. that. Don't I watch see, it on your cell si- phone. You're sitting right now. You're thinking about it in the, the bus or whatever you're going to work. Stop it. Don't do it. Like, watch it on a big screen.
0: Yeah, and some of the stuff that's in this movie, you're going to get thrown off the bus if you, <laughs> if yeah. if you watch this. <laughs> All right, last words? You guys are good?
3: Oh Yeah, yeah. support Indie Films. You stole my line.
0: <laughs> oh. Support Indie Films. Um, and then you guys can find more of your work at the, your website. you guys have a website? Yeah,
3: and find us on, like, we have a Facebook page.
2: Yeah, rkssfilms.com. I think it goes to our Vimeo channel or our Facebook page. I don't remember what I set up. It's been a while. But it's either one or the other.
0: Maintenance for <laughs> filmmakers is not an easy yeah. thing. Like, oh my do, God. do not go to JonathanLondon.com, please. <laughs> 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 That's what the Vimeo is for. <laughs> and then even that, Vimeo keeps changing like their organizational <laughs> tools. And they're like, we had just added... I'm never going to use that. Why just... Just keep it the same. Geekscape. Uh, Geekscapists, we love you. We're at geekscape.net. We've made new friends today. That's what Comic-Con's all about. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to get back to the booth. These guys are going to go on and keep promoting some am 4. Thanks for sitting down with me and oh, talking about the, the movie. It
1: was a pleasure. Thank you for having us.
0: I love you guys. Next time you guys are in for uh, Turbo Kid 2, the giant robot battles, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll sit down again in L.A. Awesome. Cool? Sure. Bye, guys. All right, so that was the filmmaking team, RKSS. And again, go see their movie, Summer of 84, out this week. And if you want to help Geekscape out, go to SeedAndSpark.com, search for Stalking LeVar, and if you can donate, share, or follow our campaign, that would go a long ways. Thank you so much. We're uh, rocketing towards finishing this Seed and Spark campaign. Uh, and then you don't have to listen to, about it anymore. And <laughs> and it all helps. So let's um, let's keep making content here at Geekscape in film, podcasting, and and other media. I really appreciate your support. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Search for Geekscape. You'll find us. You'll be our friends. And, of course, at geekscape.net, where we put up all of our podcasts and articles. I hope you're great. Don't hate create. And we'll see you guys soon.